Everybody having a good summer so far? Yeah, no? Not sure yet? Well, a lot of us went to youth camp last week, and uh, it was awesome. Um, If you didn't go, you definitely need to go next year, because it'll be be that much more awesomer, because that is a word, awesomer, right? Okay, just checking, just checking. All right. Everybody awake? Everybody, you good? Everybody good? Okay, um, so here's what's up. I'm just going to uh, share with you guys for a little bit tonight, and then we're going to get to um, uh, uh, we're going to get in some small groups, and we're going to have just some some short discussion tonight. So I want to encourage you guys to take notes because one thing we heard at camp, and I encourage you guys to do this anyways. But one thing the speak, speaker said was, "Note takers are history makers." I want to encourage you guys to take notes because you never know what God's going to speak to your heart in a message and and you maybe want to remember it later on. And so it's good to write those things down. Um, So um, and and taking notes, honestly, it will encourage you to take your relationship with God to the next level. Um, I guess uh, I got some time. There's some things I want to share with you guys about taking your relationship with God to the next level, especially. well, especially everyone, because I think this is good for all of us. And I want to encourage you guys all to, if you haven't got one of these yet, grab one of these, do these daily devotions. And, and like, you know, it starts out and it says something about camp in there, especially on the very first one. Even if you don't go to camp, this can apply to you. It's, it's really good because um, only page one is the only time it talks about camp, I think. Yes, I'm on day three so far. So, yes. As far as it is now, three days into it, day one is the only time. And like I said, even if you didn't go to camp, it still applies. It's still stuff that you could know and learn. Um, I want to talk to you real quick about, uh, I have kind of two messages in one, really. I want to talk to you real quick about taking your relationship with God to the next level. And if you got a pen, you can write that down. It's like, next level, me, Jesus, let's go. Um, um, but here's what I want to encourage you guys to do is, is to, um, I remember one thing that, um, Terry Parkman said at our winter retreat and he said, uh, as a leader and even as a person, he wants his spiritual, uh, he wants, how do you say it? He wants your spiritual ceiling, the people that he's leading to be his floor. That means, that means he wants to be leading the way. He wants to be above, and he wants um, his floor to be your spiritual ceiling, like the, the people, his students, his leaders, the people around him, because he wants to lead the way, because we, he can't lead the way if we're all right here. But if, somewhere, if we're up here and we're leading the way, then that's, that's how um, we can establish growth, and that's how you challenge the people around here. Because if you're up here, then you're pulling people along with you, and you're taking them along for that joy and that ride of, of having that spiritual relationship with Christ. I like um, one thing he said, and I liked it. He said, don't be more in love with your Christian culture um, than your Christ culture. Don't be more in love with, well, yeah, I love the songs that we do. I love, um, we hadn't done um, the Sloppy Wet Kiss song in a long time. Um, I wasn't sure if we were going to do the Sloppy Wet version or the Unforeseen version, but we went sloppy with it. And I was asking someone, Denise, earlier, I was like, should we be singing that? And she was like, teenagers know what that is. And I was like, okay, whatever. So, so she was like, no worries. So, teenagers and babies. Babies give Sloppy Wet Kisses too. 
Mine and I'm not going to go there. Mine and Kristen's first kiss was okay. We <laughs> so, but anyways, talking about uh, I want to just bring up um, David real quick. And in First Samuel 17, um, we see that David, what he had done, he had gone and he had defeated Goliath. He defeated the Philistine. He went and destroyed him. And, and he went and took this guy down. But leading up to that, David was just a what? Does anybody know? He was just a shepherd. And the result of, of because um, if you want to be used in the battlefield, like David, David was. If you want to be, you have to be faithful in the shepherd field. See, because David was a shepherd before that, and he was just hanging out with the sheep all the time. Like that would get old after a while. Like really, hey, what do you got for lunch? Hey, how you doing today? Say hi to your mother for me. You know what I'm saying? It was just get old, really, just hanging out with sheep all day. So you got to know, like he had his slingshot, and he just got some rocks all day long, was swinging that thing around like. Flicking that slingshot all day, picking stuff. So he he just spent time in the sheep field. And before David was a warrior, he was a shepherd. And he was working and he was and he was doing what God called him to do. And he was doing what God called him to do with the small things. And if you do right with the small things, then God will give you the bigger things. And so I want to tell you, tell you guys a few things to um, take your walk with Christ to the next level. Uh, one thing is this. Um, God will not allow you to go to the next level unless he sees you being faithful in the previous one. He won't take you to a, to a high spiritual level unless you're being faithful in, in your previous one. Um, you, you aren't growing because you're not being faithful on the level that you're at. You want to grow in Christ because it, anybody like you may want your life to change. Like there's some stuff in your you're like I really want this to change. One of our things, our core values is that growing people change. And as we grow in Christ, these things in our lives, God will bless us and he'll help us in these things. It says growing people change. And if we're not growing because we're not being faithful on the level that we're at. And the next thing, um, I want the next thing is that that next level spiritually, it's not brought about. It is brought about by God, not by you. You can't force things. You can't make things happen like, oh, if I just worship a little bit harder, if I just pray a little bit more, oh, that's good and that's fantastic. But it's God that takes you to that next level spiritually because the next level cannot be accomplished on your own strength. You can't do it on your own. It has to be led by God. You can't be full of God if you're full of yourself. And one thing we talk about, when, especially when we go on missions trips, what do you guys, that when we, the guys of you who went to Denver last time, what was the main thing we said all the time? It's not about me. It's not about me. We repeated that over and over. I want you guys to read it, repeat after me. It's not about me. Say it again. It's not about me. And because we can't go to the next level if we're full of ourselves. If I'm full of me, there's not much for God. There's not much room left for God. Um, you have to follow the voice of God. Um, Jesus uh, said, if you love me, you will obey me. 
you'll follow me. You'll do what I ask and you do what I say. Um, one thing I want to encourage you guys to do as you grow in your relationship with Christ, and we, we kick this off Monday at Chick-fil-A and, and um, with our Bible study, and hopefully you guys are continuing with this. Uh, we've talked about this before, is, is when you're reading um, soap. You guys know what soap is? Well, hopefully you use it. But then also it's an acronym. The S stands for Scripture. And when you're reading the scripture, I want you to write down the scripture because it helps you memorize it. And then the O stands for observation or observe. Okay, when you read that scripture, what do you learn about it? What do you observe about it? And then write that down. Write down what you observe. And then the A is application. How can I apply this to my life? How can I apply this? And then a prayer. Say, God, what I've just learned, help me apply this. Help me to use this. Uh, give me a, a fresh word, a fresh vision for you, Lord. It's soap. It's really easy. Write that down. S-O-A-P, scripture, observation, application, prayer. When you're reading the word, when you're reading the scriptures, because sometimes we just start reading. And if you guys ever started reading and you're like, you forgot what you just read, you know what I'm talking about? Sometimes, A lot of times if you write down what you're reading, you're more likely to remember what you're reading. So write that down, scripture. What you observe about uh, about it, what, how you can apply it, and then pray about it. Um, you'll only. Uh, I want to encourage you this too: pray without ceasing. The scripture talks about praying without ceasing. It doesn't mean like you're always, you know, walking around all the time just praying. Um, but it is. He is saying, you know, when when sometimes people pop in your mind or things pop in your mind, say, God, would you bless that person? God, I'm always, I'm always thinking, you know, someone pop, one of you guys, like Josh, I was thinking about Josh the other day. I don't know why. I'm not weird or anything like that, but Josh is just a good dude and I like his mustache. And so I was just thinking the other day, I was like, Hey, Josh, he's a good dude. He's playing drums for us. Um, God, just bless Josh today at work. Would you help him? You know, would you take care of whatever it is? You know, um, I, when I think about you guys, like I said, I'm not a creep, but you guys are my people, so I think about you sometimes. And so I, I pray without ceasing. When I think about my family, my parents, you guys, people at church, um, our national leaders, I pray for them. If I like them or not, pray without ceasing. Um, you, you'll only hear God's voice if you talk with him frequently. Talk with, and, and I told someone this a couple weeks ago when we had our service in here. Um, sometimes in our prayer times, we do all the talking. We're just talking, 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 no more talking. Sometimes in our prayer times, we need to shut up and listen for God to speak. Because he will. I want to encourage you guys. When you were praying, yeah, pray. Pray with all of your heart. But then just take some time and just listen. And wait for God to speak. Um, I, I want to encourage you, in order for you to get to the next level, and, and obviously this isn't an absolute road map, but... Um, these are some things that you can do and you can try and, and ha- that will help you and challenge you to take your relationship with God to the next level. Anybody bring your Bible? That was message number one. Here's message number two. Ephesians, the book of Ephesians, chapter four. Anybody love Jesus? How many of you guys were here last Wednesday? I was not. I heard David North did awesome. Really good. Um, he was talked about uh, 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 all... Um, all, all, uh, all in. Yes, all in. And then he didn't let Jessica record it, so I couldn't listen to it. But uh, And put it on the podcast. If you guys don't know, we have a podcast. You can go back and listen to our messages if you want. Um, but 
That's coming up. Uh, so how many of you guys in this room, by a show of hands, you would like to know what your purpose is? One hand, two hands, four dud. Like, I think all of us, all of us in this room would love to know what our purpose is. Um, and that's what we're talking about tonight. That's what I want to challenge you guys with tonight. But I think that um, tonight I may be talking about it a little bit more different than what you may be expecting. Um, see, when you're trying to figure out what your purpose is, what we're usually doing is we're trying to look for an answer. We're trying to look for something like that's very specific um, for our own life. For for example, like you, my my purpose is to be a, a teacher or a writer or a singer or a dancer or a pastor or a leader or a orthodontist. I don't know, but you you were that's what we're looking for. We're looking for a specific. Say you are supposed to be a dog walker. I don't know. But we're, that's what we're, what we're looking for generally. We're looking for something like that. Um, and, and you, a lot of us, we think about our purpose is all about our career. We think it's about our career, and we think it's about what that our job that we're supposed to be doing. What if I told you the Bible tells us exactly what our purpose is? This right here, it tells us exactly what our purpose is. Um, and, and it doesn't have to deal with a job. Here's your purpose. Everybody got it? I want you to write this down. I want you to know this. Log it into your memory. Your purpose is to become more and more like Jesus. Man, I thought you were going to tell me what I was supposed to be doing. Not really, but honestly, truly. Our purpose on this earth is to be more and more like Jesus. And I can, I can tell you guys this, the more and more and more we learn about Jesus, the more we know about Jesus, the more, the closer we get to Jesus, the more we come be more, we become like Jesus, that career, that thing, whatever it is that you are expecting, he'll begin to reveal that to you. But the main goal, the number one thing we are to do in this life is to become more like Jesus. Um, in Ephesians 4, 22 and 24, it says this, You were taught with, with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to made new in the attitudes of your mind, and to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. See, in this verse, we see that becoming more like God, it doesn't just happen. It takes action. You have to actively put off your old self. It takes action. You can't just expect it to be like, I prayed a prayer, I'm changed. It takes action. You have to actively put off your old self. Um, the one that's more comfortable with worldly things and with godly things. The one that's selfish and greedy and all about self. And you have to take that and remove that and put on your new self. <clears throat> what if what if I was in we tonight? Um, I, I meant to do this, but I just totally slipped my mind. But I was going to bring, um, is anybody having like a jacket? Like an extra jacket? Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know why you would have like an extra. Can I borrow that? Can I borrow that, Sid? Oops. Hold on. It's a carrot. Yeah. 
Okay. Does anybody else have a jacket or something like that? Does anybody else have a jacket, um, a shirt, an extra shirt, uh, anything? No, not not. I don't want anybody to like take their shirts off. Can I borrow that? It's a Komodo dragon. That's what she said. I don't even know which way is up here. Um, all right. So. <laughs> um, anyways, I need a volunteer. I need a volunteer. Tate, come right on up here. So. Here's what we're going to do. Tate, put this jacket on. This jacket right here, it represents your old self. It represents who you were. It represents your sin nature, your sin life. Is this right? Okay. You know how this works? Okay. Well, that... Oh, there's a tag. Charlotte Russe, that's small. And uh, so this this jacket, it represents your sin nature. It represents your old life. It represents who you were before you knew Christ. And then now that you know Christ, you get to put on this new robe. Oh, look at this. Oh, Tate. Yes. Yeah. Tate. And that represents your new life. It represents your new self, the one that's created to be like God. Oh, doesn't Tate look lovely tonight? Go ahead and, like, go give us a runway walk. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Looks, oh, so good. So good. So Tate, her life has changed. She's got this new, what's that thing called? Komodo dragon on. She's got this new kimono on, and, and that's her new self, and that's who she is, and that's who she's become. But her old self kind of shows through a little bit, doesn't it? Kind of like her, this, remember this jacket represents, it kind of shows through, maybe it's a little bit lumpy, or it's a little bit long, or it's, (laughs) what, whatever it is, Um, but, but it's obvious when you're wearing your kimono that your old self is still underneath there. It's obvious that all that old thing, the old stuff is still going on, it's obvious that it's still there. And that's how it is with our old self and with our new self. Like this verse talks about, listen up. It's, it, you can't just start living the way God wants you to live and becoming more like him without first stopping the ways that you're living not like him. Um, you can't have both. You have, to have, you have to be one or the other. You can't hold on to your old self. And then try to cover up with the new self. You have to be one or the other. You can't be both. So you have to take one off first. And so when it becomes, when it becomes to being more like God and wondering exactly how to do that, there's two really significant parts um, that the Bible talks about. So what you have to do is you have to, you have to be one or the other. Which one are you going to be, Tate? This one. That one. Yes. Yes. Can we celebrate Tate loves Jesus? Are you guys, you guys get what I'm talking about? You, you understand that? We have to be one or the other because it doesn't look right on us. We may try to cover up our old self with our new self, but we have to be one or the other. We can't be both. Okay, take, give those jackets back. To, yes, very good. Very good. Um, so we have to be one 
or the other? Oh, my goodness. Thank you. I had that on me. Um, one thing I want you to do, if you got your Bible, the book of Exodus, we're going old school here for a moment. Um, and this is, this is what I'm talking about because there's two kind of significant parts of the Bible that kind of help answer that question. And the first one is this. You guys have probably all know this. You probably all heard this. In Exodus 20, verse 3 to 17, it talks about the ten commandments. It says, it goes like this. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven above or on earth beneath or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them. You shall not misuse the name of your Lord God, of the Lord your God. Um, For the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to to you to the Lord your God. Honor your father and mother, so that you may live a long time on the earth. And um, that the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, or his male or female servant, or his ox, or his donkey, or anything that belongs. To your neighbor, and these ten commandments were left to show us how we should and shouldn't live. They're ten ten things that we should look at that how that show us how we should and should not live, and they mostly can consist of things that we should not do if we want to become like God. For instance, we shouldn't lie. Um, we shouldn't be jealous of others. We shouldn't worship any other god. We shouldn't murder. We shouldn't steal. It's a list of that, like, if followed, will result in being more Christ-like. Well, when you're faced with tough decisions about what you should do, which we all do at some point or another, ask yourself, maybe you need to ask yourself the question, does this line up with the Ten Commandments? Does this line up with, with the Word of God? Does the way you spend your weekend line up with the Ten Commandments? Are all... Or are there more lies than truth and more time spent worshiping things other than God? Living your life according to the Ten Commandments, it's not easy. And more often than not, that a lot of times when you're living your life that way, you're going to be the odd one out. You're going to be a little bit different, um, but it's so worth it because it leads to becoming more and more like Jesus. Here's something I want, to, I want you to remember. Um, when you choose not to not follow these commandments, you're saying that whatever you're doing is more important than God's Word. For example, if, if you decide to lie, in that moment, when you're deciding that whatever you're lying about is more important than the Bible and your purpose... Is there any more, anything more important than God? No. The answer is no. Um, but here's what I want to talk to you about tonight. And here's kind of the main thing I want to hit on. Uh, the next part of the Bible I want to talk about is, is made up of things that, it, things that we should do. Ways that we should act. How we should be. Or more accurately, things that we should have. And it's a list of nine things. And it talks about it in the book of Galatians, verse 5, 22 to 23. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit. It's talking about the fruits, who we are, the fruits of the Spirit. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, 
It's joy, peace, forbearance. It's kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there's no law. There's no law. And, and we're going to take these things and we're, we're going to break these things down. And because and I, I could probably get, almost guarantee that you don't know what at least one of these are. Um, um, but we're going to break these things down. And these are things that the scripture talks about. This is how you should be. This is how you should live. This is how your soul should be. And if you're trying to be more like God, this is the kind of fruit that you, you should have in your life. Um, now, this is one of the parts of the Bible that maybe you've heard this scripture a lot. Maybe you've heard this talked about many times. Um, but when you hear the same thing over and over, sometimes we stop thinking about what these verses actually mean. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to break this down and see what these verses really mean. The first thing is love. And this is a big thing. Question, does anybody want to be like God? Yeah, okay, just checking. Okay, here's the deal. If you're going to want to be like God, then you're going to need a whole lot of love. Love for him, first of all. And then love for people too. Because the Bible says that God's not only all about love, it says that God is love. He don't just like love. He doesn't enjoy love. He's not, don't want you to just be in love. It says that he is love. So in order to become more like him, love is something that we need tons of in our lives for him and for other people. And one of our, our, our mission vision here at the church is to love God, love others. And that's who we want to be. We just want to show love. The second thing is this, is joy. Here's a question. If you know Jesus, why wouldn't we be full of joy? Why wouldn't be full of joy? I mean, you know the one who created you. You know the one who forgave you. And you will get to spend forever and eternity with him. That's worth having joy over. That's worth having joy about. Uh, but often we forget that. We get caught up in our day-to-day -day struggles and we start focusing on those struggles instead of the great joy that we have in Jesus. I love the verse that says, The joy of the Lord is my strength. It's what keeps me going. It's what keeps me strong. It's what keeps me, um, uh, his joy in my life. Uh, I love that. I love that about God. That he just fills me full of joy and happiness. And I can just, I, I can't help but smile sometimes and be happy because his joy, that's what keeps me strong. That's my strength. The next thing is this, it's peace. How many guys, you feel, you struggle with feeling anxious? Like sometimes you, you just were like really anxious. You just can't have peace about certain things in your life. Maybe it's about homework or maybe it's about a guy or maybe it's about a girl and, and it's about family and whatever it is. When, when that thing comes, you know what you should do? And this sounds cliche and you probably heard this a million times in church, but you should pray about it. Well, sometimes when my kids are having problems in school or with people, I'll ask them, well, have you talked to God about it? Have you prayed about it? Well, maybe. You know, do you pray about it? it because it's harder to feel anxious about something when you're talking to someone who's in control of everything. 
I'll say that again because that was good. It's harder to feel anxious about something when you're talking to someone who's in control of everything. When you give your problems and your anxious feelings to God, he'll give you peace in return. The next one is this, and this is probably the one that nobody really knows what it is. It's the word forbearance. And kind of basically, this is kind of another word for patience. And something that we can be pretty bad at sometimes. And instead of patiently waiting on something or patiently working for something, we tend to what we, what we want immediately. How many of you guys like you have a hard time? You want stuff now. Like I have a hard time. I can't get Wi-Fi. You know what I'm talking about? We're quick to get angry and frustrated with others instead of being patient with them. The fact that forbearance is something that's listed right alongside of love shows how important that God thinks it is. And these areas of your life, there's a lot of areas of our lives that we could use more patience in. I'm guessing everyone in this room could probably use more patience sometimes, more forbearance, and myself included. The next one is this, is kindness. God wants our life to be a kind one. He wants us to be full of kindness. Um, Once you know this, it should make deciding how to act towards others really easy. It should make how you decide how to act towards others really easy. Act kind. Act kind. From small acts of kindness to big acts of kindness, this should be your daily way of life. Being kind to people. Make it a goal to treat everyone you come in contact with kindly. With kindness. That's a big goal, yes. But it's also a Christ-like goal. This is once again who he's calling us to be. The next thing is this. Goodness. If you're li- Is your life full of things that are good? What about your thoughts? What about your actions? Are they good? That's kind of a lot. That's kind of heavy right there. Even that. Oh, I just thought you wanted me to give, be good to people. Buy them a hot dog or something. Are your thoughts good? Are your actions good? Your purpose is to be more like God. And to be more like God, there needs to be more goodness into in your life. Next thing is this. There's three more. Faithfulness. Are you faithful to God? Are you faithful to His Word? And, and if you're not... Um, then this is life-changing. Choosing to be faithful to God and to His Word is going to change everything in your life. Because growing people change. And everything in our life, and it's going to change for the better. Be faithful. Gentleness. What does it mean to have gentleness in your life? Um, Does it always mean to just be soft? And to just be quiet? And to just be a pushover, never standing up for what you believe. Not at all. Be gentle. Gentleness is about your actions. It's about your interactions with others and and how you can judge people so quickly. How you can get frustrated and act harshly. When you act with gentleness, those interactions change and you begin to react in ways that look more like Jesus. Jesus. And the last thing is this, that self-control. This is a tough one. We got to have self-control because on our own, without Jesus, your life 
doesn't reflect God at all. You're selfish. You're angry. You're unkind. And just because you accept Jesus into your heart, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that these instincts just go away. You're still going to be tempted to act ungodly. And, and that's why self-control, it's so important. Without self-control, becoming more like God is impossible. So when you live your life with the, the fruit of the Spirit in your life, other people will take notice. They'll take notice when you're kind. They'll take notice when you love. They'll take notice when you exhibit self-control in your life. And all these things, people will notice. Um, when you live your life with the fruit of spirit, fruit of the Spirit in your life, people will notice. And those traits, they're, they're, not, they're out of the ordinary. Not everyone acts like that. Without self-control, becoming more like God's impossible. And, and people will, will notice it, and in a good way. The people around you will begin to notice you, and they're going to begin to take notice of how your life is more like Christ. How different it is, and they're going to notice how good it looks to be kind, to be, have all these fruits of the Spirit. Here's what I want us to do. I want us to get in, in small groups um, with people, of course, um, and small groups of uh, four or five. I hate to cut everyone off, but I just, I need to close. If you want to continue after I'm done, but I just want to close and then and then pray. Um, like I said, if you want to continue after I'm done, you're more than welcome to. But a lot of times when we're wondering what our purpose is, we probably never thought about the Ten Commandments or about the fruit of the Spirit. Um, because most times when we're trying to figure out what our calling is, we're, we're expecting a specific thing like a, a career or a calling or a life plan or something like that. But one thing is clear. It's very clear that it's your purpose to, is to become more and more and more like Jesus. And, and it may seem like a huge daunting task, and it hasn't, it, it, but it doesn't have to be a confusing one. God left his word, the Bible, for every one of us. Um, and, and it's full of wisdom and ways to how to become more like him. The Ten Commandments and the, the fruit of the Spirit are, are a great place to start this week. I want to encourage you to read them and, and compare them to your own life. Um, and remember that when you practice these things, you're not just doing these things, um, but you're being truthful with yourself. And, and I want to encourage you to have more love. Um, and, and to become and to grow more like God. And, and as we do that, we'll begin to discover our purpose in the process. I'm going to pray. And then, like I said, you guys can continue to talk. Um, but after that, we can be dismissed as well. Heavenly Father, we love you so very much. We thank you for who you are. God, I thank you for this group of students. God, I pray that you would just put it on our hearts to be more and more like you. That's our calling. That's our purpose here on this earth. It's not about a career. It's not about a calling. It's not about a direction, God. But it's about becoming more and more like you every day. So, God, I pray that you would just put that on our hearts. May these Ten Commandments or these fruits of the Spirit are just great places for us to begin this journey of being more like you. We love you, God. Help us, help us to be more like you, Lord. 
God, I pray for our, our guys who are traveling to Iceland this week. I pray that you would just give them safe travels. I pray that you would just bless their trip. God, I pray that you would just help them to be a blessing. Not only to be blessed, but to be a blessing to the people there. God, we love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Last week we went to camp. And, I mean, of course we had, like, a great time together. And it was really fun. And I think a lot, not very many people went. So we really got really close, you know, as a youth group. Or as the girls that went, we got a lot closer. But personally, God did a lot in my life. Um, One of the sermons was about dropping your nets, about pretty much your burdens of anything, you know, nets of stuff that you're doing or that have happened to you or just, you know, anything, any burden that you're carrying around. He said, you know, just drop it and give it to God. And I was really able, you know, to respond one night and drop my nets that I was carrying about my past of stuff that I've done, of stuff that has happened to me, and just that I wasn't able to let go. And... It was just a huge weight lifted off my shoulders. And I just remember I started crying just because, I, you know, I felt light and just free. And it was really cool. And then another sermon was about um, being filled with the Holy Spirit. And if you hadn't, you know, to respond and just go up there and pray. And, you know, I went up there. And, again, I cried, like, every night. <laughs> but I just started praying, you know, that I would be filled and praying that, you know, I would feel him in me and I just started weeping and like uncontrollably crying I didn't know why I wasn't sad but I just started crying and I just it's a feeling that I can't even describe you know I just felt him I felt his presence and it was almost like a tingling I, I can't even describe it. it was really neat and you know speaking in tongues you know we were praying for that and it was just an experience that you know I encourage, you know, if you haven't been filled, you know, just to pray for that because it was insane. (laughs) But, and just since then, you know, especially connecting with them and, you know, the girls that went, talking to them every day. And it's just, it's been a refresher, you know, in my life every day, having people keeping me accountable and keeping me, or just seeing how I'm doing for a day, you know, and just spending the time with them and with God. It's just, it's been a more light you know i've been more lighthearted and just free and i felt so much better so go to camp next year it's great